0: Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly. So if you want to learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode and we'll see you there. Welcome back to part three of our Pro Talk series, Hot Brethren and Sisterin. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and this is Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. Our mission is to cultivate the next generation of great comics. In the past two weeks, we've talked about your comedic persona, your comedic attitude. And now this week we're diving into joke refinement when to keep it when to get rid of it how to get feedback etc cetera, et cetera, all to help you level up your comedy game this episode took place live in our hot breath pro comedian incubator where all of these comedy authors came in to join us to answer members questions and share their wisdom so if that's something you think would help your comedy Go into the description of this episode and click Join Hot Breath Pro to take your comedy to the next level in the world's most supportive comedy community. I hope to see you there, but in the meantime, in between time, there is only one thing left to do, and that is inhale a hot breath with Pro Talks Episode 3. Which, which is an interesting
1: piece because that also went into one of the other common lessons, which was don't be so quick to throw your material away. You mm-hmm. know, which is it may not have worked. There's the chance that it may not have worked because, hey, it just wasn't funny, but it also might be you might just need to change this. You might need to change right. your attitude, the word of your attitude, the look you give something just tiny, tiny thing might just need to be changed just a little bit
0: yep and if you believe in it that's something like definitely Mm. for comics and like younger comics too like when it comes to like editing and quote like you know killing your babies as they say getting rid of these jokes sometimes it's not killing the baby sometimes you're shelving it you're just putting it to the side for now and you can come back to it later you know i've had jokes I put to the side that came back to three, six years down the line or a month down the line. So there's part of that that, well, if I move it, get rid of it now, it's gone forever. It's just like, no, put it on a shelf, let it ferment, let that funny fester in there, and then it'll grow again and you'll find a place to put it. Or it is if it's something you really believe in, like the, 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 uh, the joke from my comedy special about comparing uh, Mexicans and Chinese people which I mean, hearing me say that, I already realize how un un, un I, how cancelable that sounds. But quick, it really get grew, it grew sarcasm. Quick, turn on sarcasm mode. Mexicans <laughs> <laughs> and Chinese <laughs> people. That's going to be my Shane Gillis moment in like ten years. They're going to pull up this clip. Joel Byers said, "Mexicans and Chinese people." But what it stemmed <laughs> from was actually me being a dishwasher working with Mexicans. And realizing, oh, we use these people for labor and we like exploit them just for services. And I was like, who else do we do that for? And I was like, oh, we do that for Chinese people. So the joke started with that realization. And then when I first started trying it, I had I had a a woman at a show yell at me racist for me even just bringing this topic up because I I was new. I didn't know how to actually I didn't know the premise. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I knew something was funny there. So I kept working it. I kept looking for different angles. I kept looking for new connections. And that started to find the funny moments within it and then built it out into one of my favorite bits I've ever written. But it started out as like not funny, but it was interesting to me. And I truly believed my sense of humor told me there's something here. And I kept following that instinct and I ended up working through it, that awkwardness and discomfort and then finding the funny within it. So there's kind of two routes there. If it's really picking at you and you really believe something is there, keep working away at it. Keep trying to find the funny angle on it. Or just shelf it and you can find a new home for it later. That's kind of the two ways to approach a joke that you're like, it's just not working, you know, <laughs> which we all go through at all times. Yeah. No mm-hmm. one's immune to it. Even new jokes I write now, you know, it's still that process of finding the funny angle within it. No one's no one's immune to that developmental stage of joke writing. Oh,
2: no, no. Like I even still find myself like writing something down and going, great joke. I step away. I come back. I read it, and it's like, "Mm, Robin, that's just a premise.
0: This is a starting off
1: point. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I mean, even with the coffee material, like I haven't fully put it on stage yet because there's just bits and pieces that to it that I'm still not quite thrilled with, and haven't quite put the the spin on it that I needed need to. And so, you know, it's I let I leave it sit there for a couple weeks, and I try to get back to it once I find it, and. Hopefully, when I do find it, I'm near the book. Otherwise, I got to write it. remember to write it down, yeah. um, which is always the pain in the neck part for me because I failed to write it down, and then I forget it.
0: I use Google Docs a lot now. Now more than ever, I use Google Docs because you can access it anywhere. Like on your computer, on your phone, it's always there. I know some people use Evernote as well, but I'll use Google. I still write in a notebook, but if I have an idea... I have a folder that just says joke. Id- I mean, I have a doc yeah. that just says joke ideas and I just have a whole list of stuff in there that I'll pull from Yeah, yeah. That's a good uh, place to get stuff down or I'll text myself as well. That's another one. Yeah. And, and
1: I think one of the biggest issues that like even I have, and I'm sure other people have is like, we get s- too busy in our lives that we can't just stop for one or two seconds to write that down, which kind of gets into the other big thing, which is the, uh, the big commonality which is right 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 when you're too busy when you don't feel like it do it anyways Yes. if you're too basically if you're too busy to 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 write down a couple little thoughts then you're too busy to succeed at this game
2: can i just throw out there go for it if you got time to take pictures of your food hmm and show everyone on Instagram and hey, low carb. That's the time it would take you to write down the thought of a joke.
0: Pre-challenge. If you have
2: time to post your food on Instagram, you have time to write a joke. Just hey not time you don't have time because I saw that hamburger dinner you got at the restaurant the other night. You have time <laughs> to do yeah. that. You know... It drives my husband like almost insane because I have to tell him, no baby, I'm not texting. Mm -hmm. I had an idea and he's gotten really used to the fact that like we'll be on a date or something and we'll be like, just, and I'll just whip out my phone. And so we'll like, we'll have a conversation and I'll pull out the phone and write something down, even if it's just a premise. And in the beginning, he used to be like, you know, we're on a date. Why are you texting? Why are you on Facebook? And I was like, I'm not. I'm in my notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm writing. And, and that he doesn't care about. Oh, well, if you're writing notes, go ahead. Don't let me bother you. <laughs> you know, and that's, you know, an area I'm super blessed in is a super supportive spouse in this. For sure. But another thing I think that helps me, and I think the hot breath community gave us this in droves this year, is. Other trusted comedians that I respect in the field that I can take this joke that I'm kind of struggling with and I can take it to them like in a feedback night, per se, and we can all punch it together. And like a team helping to help you get that joke to the next level. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that has been invaluable for me to have this team of like minded individuals, comedians that I really respect in the business who deliver the funny on a regular basis. And we all kind of come together. And that's why I'm always telling people, if you haven't done feedback mics, you're really missing out. It's so much better than just an open mic because you're being well. Here's where it hit. Here's where it kind of lulled. Maybe try this, maybe try that, maybe try this. And next thing you know, you've got this seed and you walked away from that feedback mic with a whole flower.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's why I participate in feedback mics. I mean, that's why I host my own feedback mic. And like when, when a comic asked me about like Hot Breath Pro and like, well, what, what do I get out of it? I was like, I mean, at the base level, I mean, you get comics who are invested in their career who you're going to get qualified feedback on your material whether you post it in the group or whether you do a feedback mic or like you get access to like a riff room or like the jones writers room like it's a place to develop comedy by doing and not just like watching a video and guessing you know right. so it's that's 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 what i get out of the community and, and 11 years in i'm still like oh we're learning by doing and we're helping each other punch up material faster than ever i mean it's it's yeah. a game changer for me for sure Oh yes. yeah, Annalisa said that too. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Yeah, I, I would say that having more feedback than just sharting it <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so helpful.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I the development and growth, Joel, You're
2: the first person I've ever heard who said N- maybe take this sentence out. Maybe take all these words and shorten it to the other day at the mall.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and
2: that was literally what I was needing was exactly where do I shorten it? I get that I'm supposed to. Now I've been told things in classes like nobody wants the details. The fastest way to edit is to take out the conjunctions. You know, do you really need that conjunction? And, you know, things like that, you know, but I've never been told like, here's where yours was too long you know, take this, we need this amount of the detail, but not that amount. And mm-hmm. literally I couldn't for six, almost seven years, could not write a one-liner to save my life. And within a year of hot breath, I was winning joke of the day with one-liners That's awesome. that I learned how to write through hot breath.
0: Wow. Boom. Clip yeah. it, post it. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Uh, that's that's that's
1: going up on the highlight reel uh in, in, <laughs> in, in a couple
2: highlight hours. <clears> the in the the Well
1: I I don't know what happened to our other guest but I uh managed to uh, get a get get somebody else um to substitute and welcome oh. to um so Welcome like, to the episode birthday? Miss Tanya <laughs> Cook. <laughs>
0: Oh snap! Yay.
1: So, so Tanya, um, I mean, what have you? What did you think of the whole series so far?
2: Oh, I didn't watch any of it. I'm just here to say. <laughs> <laughs> you.
1: She'll go back and watch
2: later. Long didn't read. to be on camera? Yeah. Right. Right. No, 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 no. I, I watch it. I'm just kidding, of um, course. Comedians. Um no, I absolutely it was very informative. I I was, you know, I've always got my pen and paper anytime you all come on as I do now and taking notes. Yeah, I have my own notebook for I mean it's seriously I'm like a sponge and I'm just like soaking it all in. Um it's amazing. Like I don't know, it's like I'm constantly surprised. It just like, you know, it's like I'm just being hit with some more knowledge. Um yes. yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. crazy, and um, and I even go back and rewatch them, and then I order all the books, <laughs> so.
0: There you have it, hop Brethren and Sisteren. The Pro Talk series is a wrap, but we are just getting started. Let's continue this conversation in our Hot Breath Pro Comedian Incubator, where this full episode is, as well as all seven of our Q&As that we've done with all of these amazing comedy authors. So click in the description of this episode where you'll also find links to all of these authors' books. You'll see a link that says Join Hot Breath Pro. Click that link. Your comedy will thank you. And let's take your comedy to the next level together. And I'll see you over there. But until then, next Monday, we will have another podcast right here on Hot.